You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting from the BRV studios, this is the Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, we start the show with Have You Heard, our segment where we explore recent news, current events, and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, how one Canadian boy used his Kinder eggs. Or did you know that Clay Travis is an asshole? What about when interpreting sign language goes terribly wrong? We've got all of that and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Big Red Van. to give you episode 21 big red van we got another friend in with us mr cody walters known him for a while we're going to catch up with him cody thanks for joining us thanks for having me man cody is the director of photography for pop fizz which is a company yep. based out of here in knoxville yep and we're going to explain all of that later get into the, all of his cool shit and things he has to talk about with his tv show and um go into all that but let's let's get into everything malcolm yeah you ready to go yeah let's do it You're, there it is Tell let's do it dun, 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 boom, boom, boom. Everybody, have you heard? Uh, that an Ottawa jail catches a drug smuggler, smuggler with eight Kinder Surprise eggs up his booty. <laughs> Kinder, like the ones that have toys in them? Is that what a Kinder Surprise egg is? Yeah, you know, the little plastic eggs. The ones that you see hands. You don't, you don't see any people, but you see hands on YouTube opening <laughs> these things up and busting them out that my four-year-old watches nonstop. I, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly I know what Kinder those. eggs are. Okay. Um, so this guy, Damien O'Reilly... He wants to get arrested to get into jail. Wait, so that wants to get arrested. Wants to okay. get arrested. That's that's he has a scheme afoot here. He wants to get arrested to get into jail to sell weed to his friends who are already locked up, so he could sell it to them at a ten times the normal outside rate, so he could make a quick big bucks. Can I ask you how you get away with smoking weed in jail? I was thinking that. Like cocaine, I get like all those other pills and stuff. I get, but how are you gonna get away with smoking weed in jail? The, yeah, the jailer's just like, "What's that smell?" Okay, so that's strike two against this kid. Not very bright. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I get it. Maybe in prison where you got some outside time. Maybe I don't know. Like you can, or just give it to the cooks and make brownies. I don't know. Yeah, that's smart. Go. Yeah, Malcolm's thinking. Malcolm thinking. I haven't done this though. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but he wants to get arrested to sell his weed to his friends. He needs a surefire way to get arrested, so or uh, to get arrested and jailed quickly, because you know he's got these things up there, and you don't want to hang out with them too long. So yeah, only so much keister space. Man. Exactly. So he goes to the courthouse. Uh, he is currently on probation, uh, and he hurls a rock at a police car that's parked out front, <laughs> smashing the windshield. <laughs> Um, of course, he was arrested within minutes and down to the jailhouse, you know, by later that afternoon. Uh, a guard happened to notice that he was kind of walking a little uncomfortably. And, of course, that's a red flag in the uh, in the jailhouse game of, eh, he might have something up in there. Yeah, he's walking a little bow-legged. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had never heard of this this technique at least you know i'm correct me if i'm wrong but it, like so keistering hayden it's very simple nope <laughs> see what you do is <laughs> little Five. vaseline yeah you're gonna need a lot of vaseline. Six. 
No, you seven. Guys, we're too cheap. Spread it thin. Eight. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're going through things like this, you probably are cheap on the Vaseline. Yeah, so very true. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> uh, that's two. They put him in this thing. Three. <laughs> they put him. In, they put him in this thing called a dry cell. Which is quite literally a jail cell that has nothing in it except a bench to lay down on. Like, no drain in the floor, no sink. You would feel like a drain in the floor would be necessary, at minimum. I'm telling you, it said nothing. No place to hide anything. Like, you are in a box. The only Mm. place to put anything is... No windows. Done. I guess that makes sense. No Mm. place to hide anything. Right. I was thinking I guess you could break up eggs and put them down the drain. I don't know. But who knows? Either way. Totally, there's no place to put anything. So, of course, he's busted. Uh, They eventually came out, and they were discovered by the jailer. Um, So, the best part about the story is... So, they're just sitting there watching him on camera while he's, like, giving birth to Kinder Eggs. (laughs) Eight of them. Eight of them. I'm imagining the janitor behind them, too, like, looking at it like... Uh, six, seven, eight. <laughs> They're all probably got like an over under bet going on. Like, if there's more than six in there, y'all owe me fifty dollars. <laughs> Hold on, is that four? What's the count at now? Yeah. Five. I can only imagine. Oh my! The excitement in there. <laughs> I guarantee they're making one bets. more, one more, <laughs> one more. So uh, he had like. Uh, it was something like like almost two ounces of weed on him in those Kinder eggs crammed up in there. Uh, he had a gram of Molly ecstasy, which you know you mentioned smoking weed in jail. Who's gonna be tripping ecstasy in jail? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> what? Well, hey, big tank. You know, tank wants to party. Oh my God. Um, and then a, a bunch of loose tobacco and rolling papers was what was inside all of the eggs. You, I, you would think that loose tobacco and rolling papers would be in all the eggs. Weed. You're getting away with that. Like to get down, man. Come on. Okay. Um, so, what the best part of the story is, though, is he now holds the record in Ottawa of most Kinder eggs ever attempted in a smuggling process. Well, yeah, because mm. most keisterers know that you can't fit eight up there. Um, previous record at in the in Ottawa was four Kinder eggs. Mm. All right, listen to me. I got a plan. <laughs> I know someone's done four eggs before, but. <laughs> Let's double it. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? All right, guys, I'm going to school you all a little bit on something. You ever heard about this thing called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch? I actually have. You have? Yeah. So, have you ever heard about this? I have. It's supposed to be like the size of the U.S. or something It's like New crazy? York or something. Okay. Whoa. It's giant. That, I mean, yeah, that's still it's crazy. Right. Is my guess right? It's incredibly large. I, I know it's like in miles. Miles, yes, for sure it's miles. Yeah. I, did, I didn't actually get, because I'm talking about two of them. There's two of them that are, yeah, I guess there's the eastern the patch and then the western patch. Noticeable. And then there's the total patch, so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on Keister, so anyway, um, it's also called the Pacific Trash Vortex. So basically, it's two distinct collections of spinning debris in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creating a vortex on either side, uh, bound tight by something that's called the North Pacific Subtropical Gyre. Okay, mm-hmm. so a gyre basically is a large system of circulating ocean currents formed by wind and wrote the earth's rotation right it's cool water coming in and warm water coming down and they start going 
Perfect. Hayden, Hayden, thank you so much. You're so smart. It, it's actually, it's four currents that come together. It covers 7.7 million square miles. And Damn. It's, and it's basically the warm water from the Pacific meeting with the cold water from the Arctic causing that circle. Kind of basically the same thing in a tornado where warm air meets cold air. They hit, then they start to spin. Kind of, you know, basically the same uh, science behind it anyway. Let's talk about the four currents just for just a second. I named those. California Current, the North Equatorial Current, the Kurashiro Current, which is off the coast of Japan, and then the North Pacific Current. So those four create this circle, okay? And then to give you a visual example... So what you're saying is the trash from those areas is what feeds into this. Yes, okay. I follow okay. very well. Right. I'll give you a visual example. Let's live the life, for really quick, of a water bottle that you throw into the ocean off the coast of San Francisco. Okay. okay. So let's say that Whee! you're on the beach in San Francisco. <laughs> you toss a bottle into the ocean. As you know, as you know, a water bottle, plastic, non-biodegradable. So it's even be if, there, really, even, yeah. if, even if it breaks down, oh, it's boy. only going to break down into smaller pieces of plastic. Mm-hmm. It's not going to totally degrade. Always going to be there. It'll even even if it totally degrades to like nothing to our visual eyes. It's like a soup. It's called microplastics, which I'll get into mm-hmm. in a second. So, anyway, this bottle is tossed into the ocean while you're partying in San Francisco. <clears throat> you're beaching in San Francisco. California current takes it south towards Mexico. Okay, it then catches the North Equatorial current to cross over the vast Pacific Ocean. Right, so it's going to travel basically the distance from around Hawaii-ish all the way over towards Japan. Long, long distance, right? Okay. It's going to hit the coast of Japan, and it's going to catch what's called the Kurashiro Current, obviously a Japanese word, um, and it's going to start to head north. So we've had the one to take it south, yeah. and then the one to take it west, and then the one to take it north, and then the last one called the North Pacific Current is going to start to bring it back east, okay? Okay. As it's starting to come back east, it's going to get sucked into one of these two vortexes, either the western pacific trash vortex or the eastern pacific into the trash. giant plastic drain out in the middle of the pacific which is basically <laughs> what it is <clears throat> so a great majority of the debris is the non-degra- non-biodegradable things like plastics that i talked mm. about which simply don't break down they break down into the tinier and tinier pieces um, like i said it becomes that soup it's not visible with our eyes it's not visible on satellite imagery but the soup kind of traps other things in it mm-hmm. so kind of like a glue and so it's going to grab things like fishing gear that on a capsized boat or spilled uh, shipping cartridges on a cargo ship where legos fall out or whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> happened to fall so it's it's kind of crazy what's more though about 70 percent of all marine debris actually sinks so how crazy is it that these things are so large at Think about and how seventy percent of it's already hit the bottom. Insanely polluted the bottom of the ocean floor probably is. Yeah, you know that reminds me of something. We talked about this before, I think, just in conversation one time, not on the podcast. But I was reading this thing about back in like the seventies. They sent a submarine down to the Mariana Trench. It was the deepest we'd ever explored the ocean. Mariana Trench is like what four or five miles down. It's ridiculously low. And they turn on the camera on the outside of the sub with the flashlight on and start looking around. And the very first thing that they see is a Budweiser beer can. Hmm. Wow. wow. It's pretty ironic. Is it not just the worst story <laughs> ever? Yeah. 
That's like, terrible. But that's exactly what happened, though. The first, they didn't see a fish, they didn't see a shell or whatever. They turn on the camera and the flashlight, and boom, there's a Budweiser can right in front of the camera. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yes, the ocean is very polluted, even five miles down. <laughs> well, I mean, but these things, <clears throat> they, basically, the, the trash patches have been created because, I mean, think about anything that spins in a circular motion that has a core. Whether it's a tornado or a hurricane or a black hole or whatever it is, there's violence and there's craziness going on in the spinning, but then there's very calm and stable environment in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. The core of it is very calm and stable. It's the exact same thing that's going on with these trash patches. Okay. So the trash, this water bottle life I was talking about, to go from California all the way through the cycle and get caught in the patch, it's a six-year journey from california all the way through those currents longer than i expected so from japan though it's only about a one-year journey to the trash patch you got to understand to get across the pacific ocean is the majority of the journey Mm -hmm. so japan and the the eastern asia western asian countries i should say eastern asian countries i should say they are able to more quickly contribute to it but that doesn't mean that they contribute more to it right all right so but because of that circular motion and the calm in the middle that's where the trash just gets trapped so it's it's all literally just trapped there. So Elon is going to try and land his rockets on it is what you're getting at. What I'm right? getting at is that it was predicted that it was this was going to happen with trash or with debris of any kind of, you know, form in marine life. It was going to happen this way that it was going to get trapped in the center just with math mm. and physics. Okay. But it wasn't ever found until this yacht fisherman, this actually yacht racer was stumbled across it. He's actually just returning from a yacht race and taking his boat from Hawaii back to California, and he's down under underneath deck or whatever, and then comes up, and all of a sudden his boat's literally surrounded by millions and millions of pieces of plastic, just like out of the middle Whoa. of nowhere. So he alerted authorities to it, and then obviously geologists and scientists and oceanographers get all together, and they figure out, yep told you we were right and then they get to research it some more and it's these two spinning vortexes one near us off the west coast and then one near japan just churning churning in that trash it's crazy it's insane man we talk about global stuff i I think everyone should look this up everyone go look at it and kind of see that's just a very small amount of it and for it to be like that I think it would care make you care just a little bit more about the things that you do, whether it be littering or throwing things away. I'm not some big recycler myself, but I do know that it's going to make me think differently. And I really want to thank Jared, a, f- a listener and a contributor to the show, for turning me on to this article. Everybody, have you heard? Well, speaking of throwing your trash into a planet... <laughs> Segway. You like that? That was a good one. Segu? You like that? Yeah. Cassini finally crashed. I know you brought it up oh, on an episode oh, a while man, back, Hayden. Strong. Ooh, you know anything strong. about Cassini? It was uh, the satellite yeah. around Saturn, right? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. They crashed it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it was the fifteenth. Did you hear why they, they had to crash it? Like why they made the decision to crash it? No. Is it like antiquated or? Well, they no, they didn't want to pollute any of the planet to if there was ever to have life on the planet yeah they didn't want it to they didn't want to be able to blame it on cassini bringing bacteria there so what they ah. did was they just 
incinerated it. Bring it in huh. at a steep orbit. Yeah, and make yeah. It burn up. I saw the like the graphic, the the CGI of it, like yeah. just basically disintegrating mm-hmm. before it even got down. That's mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. huh? Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they Got- felt pretty strongly that they that they think there could be life or the possibility of life, and they didn't want yeah. to add to that with yeah. the bacteria thing. Yeah, mm. so super cool. Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, you got it. Um, <clears throat> the thing I haven't gotten a chance to look at was all the pictures of the moons that it's taken, oh, which dude. is the main thing you brought up that one time, Hayden. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to see a couple of those. I'm telling I know you, they're all over the internet now. I'm glad you brought this up. I couldn't sleep last night. We talked about or the other night. It wasn't last night. It was two nights ago. You and I both said we were up late. Mm-hmm. I was actually up watching something about Cassini, and it showed the lady that had come up with uh, the idea to go closer to Enceladus, the moon that had the water on it. Yeah. Hmm. And the pictures of Enceladus that I got to see that I never saw before and that she was talking about, granted, this was like a Discovery Channel thing, but the the geysers you mentioned and the things we were talking about, how it was literally shooting out plumes of ice and crystals, mm-hmm. the pictures that Cassini got of that, if if you don't look at that, then you're just wasting your time. That <laughs> I'm telling you that, if it, honestly, after seeing that, if you don't think that there's a possibility of life in space, you're crazy. Yeah, that's... You're that's absolutely nuts. crazy. It's 100% water is what's coming out of there. It's insane. It's one of the bigger things that they want to send something to as far as like all the decisions because the problem with nasa is they don't have a ton of money to do things so they have to like pick what project's going to be the next 10 years of what they're going to work on yeah and casino is really expensive yeah do do you know how expensive uh 3.25 billion yeah is how much it's worth Mm -hmm. or was worth right i mean but then the data shit they got back well this was what they did what 20 years ago Right, when they still ha- when they still it? had a decent bit of money, but in late NASA's budget has been not cut yeah. high. Yeah, they we, like literally have to make decisions. And but so really, it's a matter of what is the the James Webb's tel- James Webb Telescope is the big thing that's going up right now. Okay, that's the next big thing. That's I forget the launch date on that, but it's soon. That's what's going to get the majority of the money. It's what's replacing the Hubble. It's supposed to be the pictures we're going to get from this thing are going to so blow your mind. Like that'll be cool. Yeah, if you if you can watch this uh, documentary or show that I saw on Cassini, I don't even know the name of it, so just Google it or whatever. But it was showing pictures of the the storms going on on Saturn. the The different things that it had on there were were incredible. So Mm -hmm. the data that we're gonna be able to get back from Cassini is just unreal. It's unreal. Everybody, have you heard? All right, so you guys, we've talked about Bitcoin before. So, and we've talked about China setting the standard for the way that they're going to regulate things across the world and kind of <clears throat> be the first domino to fall, so to speak. So, China has the rumors are out anyway that China is going to order the shutdown of all Bitcoin ex- exchanges in the country by the end of this month, by the end of September. So, basically, they're going to try to set the pace for cryptocurrency death across the world. That's their goal. The yeah. end. Either the yen or nothing. Either the yen or nothing. So basically they made user registration stop effective the 15th of this month and an upcoming ban will affect more than just Bitcoin. We've talked just a lot about Bitcoin. So The Whopper any, coin. The Whopper coin is going to be affected, Whopper coin, Mark. <laughs> Whopper coin is now worth Whoppers only. Yeah. Oh, shit. Man. That sucks. 
But <clears throat> it's going to force other large countries to really, really look at how they're going to allow cryptocurrencies to exist, whether they're going to try to shut people down from trading them. And of course, if that happens, then the value of Bitcoin goes back to what it was when it started. When Bitcoin started, it was only like 17 cents. And then when the venture capitalists got involved, that's when Bitcoin started to skyrocket. You get those venture capitalists and all that Wall Street money out of there, the Bitcoin's going to go back to a Whopper coin. Mm -hmm. So this is basically what what banks want to do. It's basically what governments want to do because they can regulate it, they can control it, they can make their money on it. So you combine the stuff that China's doing with the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, I think is how you pronounce his last name, Dimon or Dimon, it's probably Dimon, knowing him, uh, doubling down on his long stance that Bitcoin is a fraud and it's going to blow up. So he's always been against it, and it's kind of funny, J.P. Morgan Chase being a big giant bank, and they have Wall Street traders under their name, and they go back and forth with stocks and all the mutual investments and all that. He was, he was asked if he had anyone currently employed at J.P. Morgan Chase that traded in Bitcoin, and his response was, I would fire anyone immediately if they dabbled in that. What's kind really? Of a, what's it's kind a hard of a, line. Hard line. Hard, even harder and ironic line and hypocritical line when your daughter has made millions on Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of the people that are his friends have become millionaires on Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of funny. I think it's a business decision for him. He's going to stay away from it for his company because of the volatility. I, I mean, volatility of Bitcoin we've covered before. I mean, it, the wild fluctuations of the mm-hmm. value of it go up and down. And just after his speech, you know, I, I've known in past, and sure you guys probably are familiar with the fact that when big time CEOs give speeches to boardrooms, and that's those speeches get public, it'll affect a stock price. Mm-hmm. You know, and his speech on the hard line against Bitcoin dropped the trading value four percent. Wow, four percent is not a lot, but it went down from like forty six hundred to four thousand, even. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just crazy. But think if you you're, you your worth or your wealth is in something that's that liquid. That's, that's I think, what he's trying to get away from. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Everybody, have you heard? That Clay Travis is an asshole? Everybody, have you heard? Uh, speaking of assholes, so officials in Manatee, Florida, are under fire after using a sign language interpreter who used gibberish during one of their Irma There's updates. Florida. There Here it is. Go. Yeah, you knew I had to have a Florida in there. Yes. All right, reel us in. So, so, how, so wait, he used gibberish. So, meaning he didn't know sign language? So, here's, here's how it goes. So, the man apparently has a deaf brother, so he kind of like semi-knows ASL. I dabble. He dabbles. Um... So, like, the man, like, used sign language, and he warned about pizza and monsters. Um, one of the quotes he says is, help you at that time use bear pig. Bear pig. Like, man bear pig. Man bear pig. Yes. Um, we're going to get into Al Gore later. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, <no. laughs> the, uh... <laughs> The Manatee officials, so they typically use this company called Viscom, uh, who's like a local interpreting service for any commercial use of needing an interpreter. However, they were not contacted prior to the incident. So they... Viscom not available. No one knows why they decided to go with a dude that kind of knows sign language for this official IRMA update instead of just calling the professional station down the street 
you know, because they interviewed them. They're like, did they not come to you like they normally do? They're like, no, nobody called us. Like, they just sent this dude. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right, guys. Does does anyone here know ASL? No. Uh, I have a brother. Yeah. <laughs> Call James. <laughs> so, I all I want to do real quick is just read. Okay. So, the... The, the, is there a video of this? There is a video, okay, and it's fantastic, and I'm going to probably want to share it. But this, it's of course a standard weather update. Like everyone needs to make sure that they have battened down the hatches and board up your windows, and you know get to safety. You know, it's typical, okay, mm-hmm. what the lady's saying. And so I just wrote down like the first like five or six lines of what this guy is signing in what actual ASL like dictates. So okay. he says, "Morning, almost day want new test." <laughs> That hurricane, give plan. Reduce me. Mix a prey. And then just gibberish, gibberish. Will mother want a lot of P-P? Yes, she will. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, like I said later, he talks about bear pig and things like that. But straight up dude has no idea what he's doing. Wow. And, And just is on television, live on the news... With, like, you know, the mayor and everybody else up there on stage giving statements, and he's just throwing them hands everywhere. Like, just, yeah, his, I got this. Does his facial expression look like he's selling it? Oh. Or, uh, uh, or does he look like, does he look I don't know he's what like, He's like, mm, he looks like someone that doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. That's for sure. Uh, what kind of conversations is he having with his brother with that limited I know, right? Like, t- tell me like, about, like, yeah. Your- will mom want pee-pee? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to share the video of this actual thing because somebody, of course, went back and threw up subtitles on top of this video that sh- that's like of him. And I was sitting there like, okay, let me test this. And I, you know, I know like a few sign signs, like especially the letters, and you can straight up see this dude spelling things out that are just total gibberish. Like I'm like, what is this guy doing? But nice, yeah, man, Florida, gotta love it. Everybody, have you heard? I got some Amazon news. So it's actually an extension on something I talked about with the Whole Foods thing. Uh, The last time I talked about Whole Foods, which is damn near every other episode because they're doing something new. But that cut of prices that I mentioned, how they cut prices 43% on day one, Mm -hmm. that brought a 25% lift in traffic, which is exactly what they were trying to do. That's right. serious. Twenty five percent lift, That's a lot over over two days. Uh, and what's what's Whole Foods traffic like? Fifty million people a year, or something absurd like that. Well, again, <laughs> we've talked many times about what. In my opinion, Hayden, what does Amazon sell? Amazon. They sell Amazon. They don't sell Whole Foods. They sell Amazon. So that's what this is. This is a sign. The traffic increase is looked at as a sign that Amazon can compete and they can survive in a brick and mortar world. So, here you go. We're coming. We're in the game. There's an $800 billion market for the grocery industry. $800 billion of a market just for groceries. And Amazon just wants a piece of it. So, right now, they've got a 2% market share with their purchase of Whole Foods. 2%. So, you know Bezos is a little bit more ambitious than that. Coming after Kroger? Coming after Kroger. Coming after Walmart. Coming after Albertsons, who are the three main titans of the grocery Mm -hmm. industry. Right? So... Um, mm. They made so much news, so much news with the takeover of Whole Foods. I mean, it was everywhere. Um, I personally believe that some of the spike in traffic was just people like me that would go in there to be curious about what the hubbub was and not necessarily going in there to spend money. So the traffic uptick didn't necessarily correlate with an up, uprise in sales. So, you know, 
you know, consumer sales data analysts are still looking to make sure that shopping habits are going to change along with these uh, traffic data to make sure that that stays in line before they can truly predict what Amazon's going to do in the grocery game. But they're in the grocery game, so <laughs> they're 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 the hard. It. it just sounds so gangster yeah, to I say know. the grocery game. I know you better believe it. So um, <laughs> paper and plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they put so this. This is kind of another example of what they can do and what they can offer different from other companies. So they put the Whole, Whole Foods apparently has a brand called Whole Foods 365. It's a value brand for Whole Foods. So instead of you know $20 rotisserie chicken, it's probably $17 rotisserie chicken, the value brand. Nice. The, the great value brand for Whole Foods. So um, they put about 2000 different private label products of that 365 value brand on Amazon's websites and they sold out of every single one of them. Whoa. <laughs> every one of them at these price price breaks wow. and at their their new break. So, 5 They were probably just pissed off they didn't order enough. $500,000 in the first week on online That's from awesome. Amazon Whole Foods. Okay, so they just, you know, took 13.7 billion dollars to buy it and $500,000 in a week. If you take it at that clip, it's not going to take long to earn that $13.7 billion back. So a couple of years and you're paying yourself back. So like I said, they're currently only controlling 2% of the $800 billion industry, but they're shooting for about 10% minimum in a year, year and a half. Wow. If he does his registerless, lineless, cashierless stores, it's going to happen a lot quicker than you think. I wonder if Amazon has like dry ice factories like in, pre- in preparation for having like cold food being delivered. Dude, they mm. have the idea of you know what I mean? floating. Like, yeah. yeah, they have the idea of a blimp distribution center hanging above your head at forty thousand feet. I'm sure they've thought about that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're gonna have a refrigerator robot bring your shit to your house. So uh, again, Hayden said it earlier. They're selling nothing but Amazon, and it's working at Whole Foods. Everybody, have you heard? Well, I brought some Amazon news. Ah, a- yes. Amazon's frequently bought together algorithm. Uh, apparently can prompt users to buy bomb-making ingredients. Whoa. Yeah. So Explain. In, uh, in the UK, Broadcasting Channel 4 discovered an algorithm, or the, discovered the algorithm, in some cases suggested combinations that could be used to make incendiary devices. So a search for a certain... Now, the thing that sucks about this news article... Well, I mean, if, if you're searching for bomb-making materials, it's going to link you to other bomb-making no, materials, No, I mean, like right? innocuous things that then says suggest this this and this like a pressure cooker or something yeah. like that <laughs> so um like Whole they bunch don't of like they don't list bearings. off a lot of the they don't <laughs> the thing that stinks is they don't list off the things that if you search for this it then tells you these things for safety can, reasons you know they don't want to publish a thing on your newspaper that says if you look for you know a knife it's going to give you a spear handle and a you know and you know they don't want to tell people how to make bombs, so that was the only thing it stunk about. So I don't know what to tell you to search to find these things because it was a secret. Well, we wouldn't tell you anyway, right? Um, but a search for a certain type of chemical would yield you like black powder and thermite. That was a search result that somebody got. Um, so like, if you buy this chemical, then yeah, it goes great with some black powder and thermite, like fertilizer and shit like that. Right? Yeah. But it's the trio together makes a bomb. Um, another reporter exa- stated an example that the algorithm had linked three chemicals that, when mixed, ignited made a an even larger bomb. Um, other items connected were like steel ball bearings, push button switches, 
battery connectors, cables, but ba- just in general that bombing. they link together. Yeah, like, like they link search- battery cables with ball bearings. Correct. Nice. Wow. Like when you were searching for like uh, some of these are these were results that went along with other items that you searched is what I was getting at. So like, so is it similar to, how about this? Let me ask this question. Is that algorithm based on things other people buy? So if the algorithm is based on things that other people that have searched this item also bought this, this, and this, then that would make sense for the algorithm. Because it sucks. I I was going to use my batteries for this. That's a sign of lots of bombs being made. (laughs) This company also discovered a flaw in... um, So apparently if you... In England, you can buy up to 100 grams of black powder at one time. You know, okay. for like a musket, yeah. you know, old school guns. Okay. Uh, 100 grams at a time. On the UK Amazon, you could buy 45 kilos of black powder at one time, and they would deliver it in one box to your doorstep. Whoa. 45 kilograms of black powder. What a bargain. Okay. I grew up in the South. I've played with some black powder before. Okay. 45 kilos would level your house That's and the a neighbor. Big boom. And the neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah. Okay? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> One. What's this guy yeah. ordering black powder for? His name is ISIS. <laughs> what is that all about? Everybody, have you heard that we have crooked judges in boxing? Crooked. Uh-oh. Crooked. Is this about that crooked? Camelo fight? Yeah, it was yeah Triple. crooked like letter th- number three, crooked. I'm oh. telling you, they are. It is bad. Did you say crooked like the letter three? I about did. <laughs> like the letter. <laughs> I was letter E. Number three was in my smell the color done. So, you guys watched the Canelo Triple G fight? Nah, missed it. Hard pass. Any of you three? Hard pass. What do you mean by that? I had other things to do. Oh well, it was one of the best fights of the year. I think next to the Anthony Joshua uh, Vladimir Klitschko fight, it's the second best fight of the year. But it was incredible. Uh, I personally think Triple G won, but I think anyone that watched it thought Triple G won. But it was ruled a draw. I got to watch it on Periscope, so I bootlegged it for free. It was <laughs> nice. I got it from the second round on, and now he just admitted his guilt on oh, public shit. airways. Hey, man, statute. What are they gonna do? Come back and get me for watching something on the internet? They're yeah. gonna get the guy that was sharing it. That's fine with me. It wasn't me. No, but it was uh, some guy from not from America. It was kind of funny that he commented a couple times about how Americans were getting on there and watching it. Wow. So uh, hmm. anyway. It was a really good fight, and there was one of the judges, this woman named Adelaide something, and she judged the fight 118-110 in uh, favor of Canelo, which meant that Canelo would have had to have won 10 of the 12 rounds that it went. And if anyone watched that fight, you know he did not win 10 of the 12 rounds. So the question now becomes how crooked is this woman? What kind of check did she take? Boxing has said that she's going to be investigated. Some of her other scorecards in the past have come up questionable. Wow. But now it's going to chart cause a rematch of the fight because it was considered a split decision draw. So not right, a so split. So they have to read. Yeah, there was, and it was a title fight. Right. And yeah. Triple G is a badass. I don't know if, you've, if you haven't seen Triple G fight. Oh, yeah. You need to watch one of his fights. Does not, never, ever, ever stops coming forward. Is always in your face. 
it's it's incredible. His hands are so quick and power. It's but Canelo can fight too. It was it was a really really strong fight. Now we're forced to have a rematch. I think boxing's trying to bounce off of this Mayweather McGregor momentum that they have, you know. And I think that it's, it's a good year for boxing. But it's all, boxing also fell off because of the you know all the crime and the, mm. the the perceived fakeness of boxing and the corruption that was perceived in boxing. Yeah. And this just highlights all of that. It's just total bullshit. So I'll watch the rematch. Well, you should watch the first fight first. I'll do so, that too. So everybody, have you heard? All right, have you ever checked into a Motel Six before? Never. They keep the light on for you. Oh, they do. <laughs> Throw that in there real quick. I I haven't before. But anyways, this gentleman named Manuel Rodriguez Juarez checked into a Motel Eight. Or sorry. I said Motel 6. Motel 6. Yeah, Motel 6. They yeah keep the light on for you. <laughs> yep. Um, anyways, he checks in, goes up to the front desk clerk who asks him for ID. He The only form of ID he has is his Mexican ID at the time. So she checks him into a room. He pays and goes into his room. In the morning, gets a knock on his door from the ICE. Right. Room service. <laughs> And they pretty much get him deported. Well, not sorry, not deported. They end up they end up asking him questions like, "How'd you get here?" Blah blah, blah and then taking him away and putting him in, I guess, a detention jail. center. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. And he doesn't understand how that happened, as far as how they knew he was even in there. So Motel Six, and not just that area, but I think two different areas of Phoenix is having this deal with the ICE on um, <laughs> on illegal immigrants or suspicious undocumented yeah undocumented people wow they will go up they will pay the clerk however much and then the clerk will call and let them know that so and so is in this room how is that while not still cons- collecting rent how is that Dirty. not considered profiling seriously like, yeah they'll how- still collect rent also, go dirt, like you just said, also collect t- getting paid. Yeah, exactly. And then be like, by the way, but I'm calling the cops. Yeah, yes, and then I'll still rent you that. fill that room <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, I'll rent you that room. Sure, I'll take your $50. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes away, they're getting cuffed. And then another one, I'll take your $50. And put them in that same exact room. Oh, my God. Over and over again. Lawsuit coming. Oh, for sure. Lawsuit coming. Just wait. Um, Motel 6, I think, recently commented on but for a while wasn't talking about it at all because they didn't think they were involved so they're partnered with the what is that is it immigration control enforcement is that is that what it is pretty pretty much that but i see you would simply ask the question do you have any documents stating that you're a citizen of course they don't have any on them they're just going to the hotel for the night so they say no and automatically take them away whether it's deporting them or putting them in some suspension area Wow. For as long as they can. Over they've done it. That's insane. There's about That's twenty dirty. different cases out there. Dirty. That's dirt ball status, yo. That's well, ridiculous. <laughs> that is dirty. So, mm. so how you if feel you currently about- did business at Motel Six. <laughs> yeah. So they'll leave the light on for you <laughs> and call ICE. Except if you're Mexican. <laughs> then we'll shut it down. <laughs> Turn off your light. Turn it off. Wow. That's my list. Yeah, I'm done. You got one? I still got one. Everybody, have you heard? I'm going to save the best for last. Good. So, a Uh man with some pro skills 
avoids expensive alcohol pricing at the New York Electric Zoo Festival. The Easter sun? No. This dude is way better than that. Okay. Come on now. (laughs) So weeks before the festival, he took a Nalgene, filled it up with vodka, put it in a gallon Ziploc bag, and took off with it. Okay? So he he goes to the festival grounds, so before they've set up all the stages and everything, kind of gets a rudimentary idea of where he thinks everything's going to be laid out, digs a hole, and buries it. Okay. Yes, like a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except that he has Google, and the squirrel doesn't. See, the, Google, the squirrel forgets. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so dude pins it on Google where he buries it. Weeks later, festival has been there getting all everything set up. He checks into the festival, gets in there, finds it with his phone, digs it up, and now he's got in the middle of the festival his free bottle of vodka. Smart man. See, now we know about it because he got caught, right? No, no. He, this dude, uh, he documented the whole thing on his Facebook page. Oh, no shit. Pictures of all of it. Like pictures of him pouring the vodka in the Nalgene bottle and then... Uh, you know, putting it in the Ziploc bag, putting it in his backpack, taking it down like in the middle of the park. I bet you he is forever on an FBI watch list now. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I give that dude props. That's genius. I would too. Totally. I would too. But the I guy from Ontario needs to come down, and yeah. they could be like business. Partners. Learn a lesson. Yeah, like you dude, don't, have to don't go use to jail. Your, yeah, don't use your butt. <laughs> Dig your eggs. Dig your eggs right now. All right, where's it going down? Right here. Okay, eight of them. You said. Line them up. <laughs> exactly. Line them up. <laughs> That's awesome. But is that not great? I no, mean, it's I super just, smart. But what man. I'm saying is is now that it's documented on Facebook, he's going to be watched. Oh, That line of thinking. Music, the last thing they're worried about at a music festival is some dude smuggling in some alcohol. Dude, you get put on but an FBI watch. But now you can smuggle watch. whatever you want. But he you could have put something else in there. You get put on an FBI watch list for buying a book. So you can get put on an FBI watch list for thinking about burying stuff then go digging it up later. Fair enough. So. But anyway. he got it, and he enjoyed, like, he documented everything, like, him finding it in the festival, and him, like, pouring drinks, like... Nice. Nailed it, man. That's, That's a awesome. solid 32 ounces. Yeah, a vodka, that'll get you drunk for two days. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sell, yeah. Or you could sell it, make some money. Yeah. That's what oh, I'm yeah, saying. That, that's what he was saying, is like, apparently, just like Bonnaroo, you know, I've been to Bonnaroo before, like, beers are like $9 a piece. Sure. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, it's ridiculous. And especially yeah. if you wanted, like, a mixed drink with some liquor in it, it'd probably be $12 a piece. Yeah, sure. So, he straight up brought in, like, 32 ounces, which is basically 32 times 10 of actual value inside the festival. Yeah. Mercy. That a boy. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. <laughs> I love it. So we're done? That's it. That's, that's all I have. That's yeah. the list? That was my favorite one, though. Nice. The nice. dirt burying hole smuggler. <laughs> two smugglers. I got two smugglers, man. <laughs> yes, I love the smugglers. You got to keep that yeah, going. Keep that going. So yeah, that was fun. That was fun. All right, now, now time to get into the good stuff. Get into the good stuff with Mr. Cody Walters. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're going to catch you on the next one. <laughs>